Hi, I'm Natalie Alcoholic from San Pedro. Thanks for having me tonight. Um, just to throw this out there, I'm super shy. I don't dig doing these things, but I, I do know that it keeps me sober and uh, people were here for me. Um, I have a so sobriety date of August 28th, 2018. Uh, two months ago, I celebrated two years. That in itself is a fucking miracle. And um, I'm luckily here because I have a sponsor who's gonna be the speaker and um, supporting her. And she's awesome, so you guys will get to see that. So, you kind of, oh shit, let me put my timer on. <laughs> to kind of start it off, um, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Um, I used to think my story was super special and that I was so different. And um, I don't know, maybe there's some aspects of it that make me a little different, but. Um, I struggle with the concept of like nature versus nurture in this whole disease of alcoholism. And um, I like to think, oh, it was all the shit that happened to me that made me into who I am and who I have been or, but I don't know, like my mom told me this funny story. She thought it was funny that um, when I was three years old, I would pretend to have a cough just to get the cough syrup with codeine. So I was manipulative and trying to get like a head change at three years old. And as far as I know, that's before any like traumatic things were started happening to me. So perhaps it was nature and then like life happened and then it kind of merged into, hey, this is what I've become. Um, I was a weird fucking kid, uh, super shy, still am, um, but I had a lot of childhood trauma that I'm sure many of us have had. There's things that happened that shouldn't happen to a young child. And I dealt with it in ways that probably weren't healthy. And I was a child in the eighties. So back then they didn't do a lot of like therapy and psychology things. And so I'm, I just kind of had to deal with it. And how I dealt with it was I had a lot of anxiety and I had um, just a lot of weird issues. And I still have some today. I don't know if, if I'm nervous, I still pull my hair out. So you might see me doing that. It's real fun. Um, I was a selective mute when I was young, and so I stopped speaking, and uh, I stopped speaking for about five years. I would only speak to my mom and my siblings and only in whispers, and um, back then, they didn't see that as a red flag for anything. So again, it's just kind of sailing through and dealing with shit and dealing with life and not knowing what to do about it and not knowing how to talk about it because I wasn't speaking. And so by the time I hit like 14, 14 years old. So I'm still fucking weird kid, still super anxious, super shy, just not knowing who I was, but knowing like that I didn't belong. And so by the time I hit the age of 14, I went to my first public school. I was in like private Catholic school for most of my life. And so once I hit like first public school, I was like, holy shit, drugs. <laughs> and everything and alcohol and partying and this is what's going to help me become somebody else because I wanted to be somebody else and so I decided that I was going to um, change who I was I wasn't going to be this shy timid scared full of fear girl that was just so uncomfortable all the time that I was going to be loud. I was going to be violent. I was going to be aggressive. I was going to just overcompensate 
my complete fear of everything and just attack pretty much. And so that's what I did. And I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun in my teenage years of just being a wild child. And um, again, trying to find out who I was and how I fit, but in a different way. Um, and so I was partying a lot and I was partying with a lot of kids that were partying too. But for some reason, I was just, I seemed to be doing it more and um, more so than the other kids. And I was just balls to the wall. And um, I remember this kid, he was my age and I was messed up one night and we were having a party at my house. And he told me, he was like, you're, you're just a lost cause. And um, I was like 16 years old. I was like, fuck this guy, blah, blah, blah. And just continued to live my life. And like, sometimes I would think about that. And when I became an adult and I was still functioning but partying I was married but we he worked in the in the entertainment industry so it was super normal for us to party hard like all the time and so um what really happened though is I started thinking about that kid and what he said when I was homeless a homeless junkie on the street eventually and when I was overdosing and dying in a tent in Santa Ana and um I thought about that a lot. I was like, fuck, that kid was right. The kid's right. I'm a lost cause. Like there's nothing that's going to save me. There's nothing that I could do. I'm just not worthy. I'm lost cause. And um, I felt that way and I believed it. And, um, and it's, it, it's kind of shitty when you start believing something like that because you stop trying. Um, but for some reason, I had a little bit of resilience still in me that I thought, well, maybe maybe I can make my life better somehow. I don't know. I can't even like foresee how this is possible. Um, fortunately, I had some amazing friends that came and found me where I uh, was homeless and um, they found out where I was and they came and swooped me up and threw my ass in my first detox. And uh, I went there kicking and screaming. I lasted about 10 days and I uh, GTA a car and left. And, but that was definitely the first, um, the first seed of it. Like, even though I was like, oh no, that wasn't for me, whatever. But like, I learned a little bit in that place. And then eventually I put myself in another place and I learned, I only stayed like 50 days that time, but I learned a little bit more in that place. And then um, I eventually found this spot after fucking up a whole lot more. Um, I found this spot that was all women, very small recovery home and I, I got there and I decided to do things a little bit differently. I decided to actually work on shit. I decided to not only try to get sober because that wasn't just the hardest part. The hardest part was dealing with the shit that I was self-medicating for. Like once the drugs and alcohol are gone, like there's all that shit still. And so I got into some really deep therapy some trauma therapy. I got a really amazing sponsor, been working the steps. I, yesterday I just got on my step 11. Um, and so it just started happening this time around for some reason. I don't know what was different. I don't know. Um, but it started working and I've been sober ever since. And while I was in sober living and doing as much as I could. I set these goals. I set these goals that I wanted to go back to school. I set these goals that I wanted to finish steps. I wanted to fix all the damage. I wanted to get my license back. And I've done 
all of these goals and I've hit them. I finished my steps super soon, hopefully, God willing. But um, I now I'm graduating college next month. Um, I'm working in the field I went to college for. I get to help people. I work in the drug and alcohol treatment um, field. And it's just amazing. It's like, I look back to where I was like three years ago and it's insane. I was literally dead for two and a half minutes in an overdose on the concrete in front of um, Santa Ana Courthouse. And so to be where I am now, it's a fucking miracle. And I just like to think of that kid when I was 16 and be like, you know what, no, you were wrong, dude. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe I believed that for a while, but things have changed. And I know I'm not a lost cause. And I know that we're all fucking miracles. And if I can make it to this, man, I heard all you guys that are super new, you guys could do it too. So thank you for letting me share. <laughs>